my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, we are going back. It's 1994, my friend. And this is a titillating movie, shall we say. (laughs) Picked by our great Patreon and friend, Herb. And it stars Hugh Grant, Elle McPherson, to name a few, Dave. And it's called Sirens. So... Where do you thirst? Well, did you ever see this, Dave? Before we what were you going to say? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be one of them fucking episodes. I'm sure I'll have a story in my back pocket, Dave. So anyway. <laughs> well, so I'd never watched this movie before. It was the first time ever watching it. But I did. I was aware of it, Chris. Now, during the 90s, you had that whole supermodel thing, didn't you? So you had Elle McPherson, you had Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell. You know, there was loads of them, wasn't there? But I just never, they never really did anything for me. Now, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like, do you remember on TFI Friday and you'd have like some fat bloke come in and you'd have some model yeah. or something and he's like, sorry, love. You're just not my type. <laughs> so, <laughs> and me saying that about the supermodels, it feels a little bit like that. But yeah, I never really fancied these, uh, Elle McPherson at all. And I was always more of a Helena Christensen sort of person. She, she was more like a, a real person. But what I do remember, Chris, is I do remember the video cover from when I was working in the video <laughs> shop. Oh, yes. And it would often, co- <laughs> it would often catch my eye. And I think, yeah, I need to watch that. Um, but there was never quite the opportunity because the, the problem is when you, like, everything's logged, right? So you, you had, like, a, a bunch of videos that you could rent free a week when you worked there. But everyone was a bit of a twat, to be honest. So everyone would be scouring everyone's history and check out what everyone's been watching. And as soon as someone had watched something, you know, like fucking Red Shoe Diaries or something, everyone's fucking talking about it and taking the piss and stuff. So there was no way I could actually book it out unless I I went to another video store or something like that. And then even then it's, it's... getting a bit weird you know you're going way too far for it then (laughs) but it was always there and it was always like you know one day chris one day i will have to watch that i didn't think it'd be like 20 odd years later (laughs) to to talk about it in that in that respect but but yeah so that that's my only frame of reference for this one how about yourself chris i think it's one of the movies dave it was on my radar as a kid thinking i knew what it was about i knew what like you know, there was rather large breasticles on the uh, movie, David, shall we say. <laughs> and it was always one of the ones like, how am I going to get a copy of this to put in my collection with <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop and Lethal Weapon and all the other action movies and get away with saying, I like, you know, I'm going to watch it, Dave. So, uh, yeah, I always was aware of it. I never actually watched it. And I remember Elmer Faison, uh, especially. I remember seeing a couple of pictures, shall we say, Dave, over the years. I know it's, but I never, <laughs> I knew that I would never watch it. So actually, her picking this, which is the whole point of the Patreon picks and that, you know, picking these obscure movies, one to try and stitch us up. But obviously, it's an Aussie movie as such, isn't it? Again, Dave, yeah, yeah. where her and that from, which is brilliant. And I'd seen that Blake had actually said he was going to pick it at some point, Dave. So, uh, you know, <laughs> her beat, us to, beat him to that. But, yeah, no, no phrase of reference. I know, obviously, Hugh Grant, uh, Four Weddings in a Funeral was around about Same year, this, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. About about the time. Yeah, yeah. So I just knew that that sort of elevated his career. But I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking, like, is it is it like a sci-fi thing? Is it a, a, an action thing? Is it a thriller? What the fuck is it? It's none of them, Dave. So I'm really interested in what you think about this before we get it going. It's funny you say about the sci-fi because the other movie that was always like, yeah, I've definitely got to watch that was Species with Natasha yes. Henstridge. Yeah. And so that, obviously that was definitely sci-fi. And, and so this coming out around the same time, I thought, well, this looks like it's, you know, it's going to be the same thing. It's, you know, Elle McPherson's going to be some rabid 
fucking alien who, who uh, you know, munches on men. <laughs> not absolutely not, <laughs> not in that way, Chris. Movie that I've seen that movie. <laughs> not in that way, Chris. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Skirting over that one. So, so yeah, you were saying you knew what it was about. I had no idea what this was about at all going into it. So, completely apart from, like, say, the VHS cover and. It doesn't give away anything. I mean, it could basically the story could be anything with that cover, couldn't it? It's just got you know a, a suggestive L McPherson on the front. So yeah, going into this completely blind, no pun intended. When we get into the story, fucking L day. Anyway, and that fucking bombshell. Shall we get into the trailer? Let's go. A minister. And his wife. Do you want to? I'm not sure. Well, you don't have to decide now. You wake me up if you do. On a crusade against immorality. Do you think the pictures actually damage people? The last thing we want is a scandal. And I gather you, uh, you want me to try and talk him around? I think an outsider has more of a chance of getting through to him than any of us locals. Together, they'll visit an enchanted place where a controversial artist I like a little opposition, it clears the mind, it's fortified and his models you lie on the ground with your eyes closed while he licks your belly button you're really shocking we'll teach them try one of these you like her, don't you? they have nothing to lose Estella, what's wrong? nothing is wrong! except their inhibitions. No, I think it's, it's good to have a few secrets. Perhaps you're right. Hugh Grant. Tara Fitzgerald. Sam Neill. And introducing Elle McPherson, Kate Fisher, Portia de Rossi as the Sirens. In the new motion picture by John Digan, director of Flirting and The Year My Voice Broke. Sirens. Reverend Anthony Campion, an Anglican priest newly arrived from Australia from the United Kingdom, is asked to visit the notorious artist Norman Lindsay. The church is concerned about a blasphemous painting of a crucifix that the artist plans to exhibit. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? That is the shittest plot ever for a movie, <laughs> isn't it? It is. It's fucking rubbish. When you say One it, man, you know, a priest, <laughs> goes to look at some nudie paintings. <laughs> a man who, well, he's Anglian, so he can actually have sex, guy, which you which see later on. But yeah, what a fucking rubbish fucking <laughs> plot that is. Why, why would a priest from the UK be fucking asked about a picture of some fucking crucifix with maybe a nipple showing or something. What the fuck's it got to do with the Anglican <laughs> fucking church? What a load of nonsense. Well, this is... Right, so so it's a fantasy story, isn't it? So it is made up, or fictional, I should say. Not fantasy, not VHS after dark. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, is, it is fiction, but it is based on a, a true person. Norman Lindsay was a real guy. And so I, I think some of this is rooted in fact. So I don't think he... F- I don't think he sailed across especially, you know, to check out this painting. But I think he, he had already arrived kind of thing, and that was like his first mission. But yeah, I, I, I think so, – so I can believe that stuff like this did used to happen. You know, church, biggest fucking mafia organization there is going. Oh, so they've got oh, plenty yeah. of fucking money to, to play with, to, to waste time on this venture. But, you know, in terms of – if I was a producer looking to put my hard-earned cash into the backing of a movie, would this grab me? Absolutely not. No, oh, fucking chance. But I will say, Dave, as I think about this, I have seen many movies like this. Many, many movies. Brian, you probably have Friday Night, RTL, <laughs> Red Shoes Diary, all these fucking, you know, dodgy, softcore fucking movies and, or TV shows that were available. 
this is the plot straight out of somewhere like that. You know, Estella, his wife, you know, the, the prim and proper. Oh, my God, you know, I only like missionary position. Next minute, you've got some of the most beautiful women. And I'm going to go on record here, Dave. You know, in 2023, you've got to mind your P's and your Q's about what you say and all that stuff. But you're teasing your A's. Yeah, you're teasing your A's. If there was, just for instance, if there was a VHS, I can't even say the fucking podcast, our name. If there was a VHS Strikes Back boob award, Dave, I'm going to go on record and say L. McPherson's <laughs> chesticles are the best I have ever seen in a movie, ever. And I, I even, you know, I did go through a stage where young Pamela Anderson was one of my favourites, Dave. Um, oh, Snapdragon, course, some yeah, of the other yeah. movies, yeah. And I remember specifically having them on VHS for these specific sex scenes. Um, <laughs> but no, L. McPherson's fucking boobicles, Dave, are some of the best I have ever ever seen and probably at this point i should go into my review score because i've got fuck all else good to say about this piece of shit <laughs> what well, an un- no one who's called the body dave sorry to interrupt unbelievable she was wasn't she that that was uh the name but but this was her first speaking role so i think she'd been in something before like in a movie before but this was her first speaking role and fuck me she could not act at all could she but she's obviously not there for that however what i will give her props for she put 20 pounds on to play this role now you're watching it and you're thinking well where was that yeah, because <laughs> they, they were obviously stick thin these supermodels back in the day, weren't they? But I didn't appreciate that kind of you know we, we've called out the likes of Stallone, Arnie getting themselves into shape to to film a movie, Van Damme and whatever. But you know that that's commitment as well, isn't it? Putting on twenty pounds, especially for a woman, like you know if you've got body issues at all, to star in a movie like this and put a bunch of weight on, I think fair play to her. I think she looks amazing, Dave. I've got to be honest. I, 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 Twenty pounds, obviously, from say catwalk uh, body or whatever, but that is a perfect woman for me, Dave. She's unbelievable <laughs> in it. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. But yeah, the story is straight out of some dodgy fucking porno, Dave. You know, the prim and proper priest. You know, doesn't like to get involved in it. And Hugh Grant's just playing Hugh Grant at this point, and he's the same fucking character, the awkward. Bumbling idiot. Oh, I'm I'm terribly befuddled. Yes. Oh my god, there is there is breath here. Yeah, I mean Sam Neil come off. He's come off the back of Jurassic Park to make this because he made Jurassic Park before this, and he's the obviously uh, the actual artist, isn't he? So yeah, did he make it before it or? I'm sure sure it was '94 as well, wasn't it? But surely he wouldn't have gone from Jurassic Park to this. I would have hoped it was the other way around. I, I think Jurassic Park's about 92, you know, 93. Yeah, yeah I'm sure of it. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm just checking. I'm fact-checking for once in my life, David. Uh, 93, Jurassic Park. Oh, my so, word. That is come down, isn't it? Well, he might have made this before Jurassic Park. Sometimes they get stuck in limbo, don't they, these movies, and don't release when they're actually, you know, the, the, the production's done. But... Mm. It, it, yeah, it is a come down, Dave, definitely. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you're saying about Albert Pearson. I thought she was one of the best actresses in it. If you told the opposite, <laughs> Hugh Grant is fucking shit. He's absolute shit. I've definitely seen some dodgy movies with this sort of fucking story. It's not anything new to a fucking ravish, a ravishing, a fucking raging fucking 14 year old, well, 94, 15, and 90, you know, fucking absolutely would have been right up my alley, Dave, this yeah. sort of movie. Without a doubt. <laughs> without a fucking doubt. Forget the plot. I'd have absolutely memorised what minutes there was fucking boobs on the screen, Dave. Without just fast forwarded it yeah. past that bit. Fuck the plot. I had some dodgy fucking videos like that. You know, like these softcore ones, and you would just have the exact minute. But I told you the trick. You fast forward it. When you've watched it, and obviously, you know, you've enjoyed yourself, you fast forward it just past the action. So if someone from my family would actually get the video and put it on, they'd go, what the fuck's this he's got here? Because the cunning plan is they're not going to rewind it, Dave. They're just going to watch a couple of minutes and go, well, this is a load of shit. You know what I mean? So that was the 
Chris Phelps devious fucking danger wank in my head. So, so you think the other people in the house hadn't watched it, so they know exactly. They probably thought, <laughs> you fucking watch this bit, you spent yourself, <laughs> yeah, and, you then, and then turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it, Dave. A 15-year-old Chris, this is, this a, is my cunning plan. I have a plan. cunning plan. <laughs> yeah, fucking Baldrick, I have a cunning plan. So in my head, I kept thinking, like, if, say, we fucking... I mean, my mum probably wouldn't, but say my old man or be fucking me nana and granddad if it was at theirs or whatever. They just put it on and go, oh, I don't, I'm not sure about this. So I'd, I don't know why, Dave. There's no logic. When I think about it now, there is no <laughs> rationale to that. But in my head, it would fucking, it would go down on record and say, no, he's watching a lovely movie here, you know. But I've got to say, Dave, I've got a problem with the blind guy. What a good looking guy. This, this hobo who the girls are following around, aren't they, all the time and, and, He's there. I mean, one minute he's got fuck all on pulling himself off, Dave, as well, which is quite interesting. But but great-looking guy, great body, terrible actor. I mean, he's pretending to be blind, and I think that the whole pretense of it, Estella is absolutely, she's, like, mesmerised by this bloke, isn't she? Like, she absolutely, um, you know, wants a piece of the action off him. But I just... I'm just looking at the boobs, Dave. It got me through this movie. It runs at an hour, uh, one hour 35, and, yeah, it's boobs galore. That's about it. The story is fucking rubbish, and the movie is garbage, I've got to say. Absolute <laughs> garbage. But it's got boobs, Dave. Let's face it. If this, If you were flicking over, you know, on a Friday night, RTL, and oh, let's say it was overdubbed with German or something like that. <laughs> this would have been one of your favourite movies. <laughs> of all Probably time. mine as well. I, I can't time. just put it on you. <laughs> all time. Yeah, that's is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's a big of movies. Um, so... <laughs> I'd have been doing fucking press-ups galore on a Friday night with this one, Dave. <laughs> but, so, I, I mean, the, the girls in it are stunning, aren't they? You've got Elmer yeah. Fierson there, you've got Portia de Rossi, you know, lo- looking absolutely lovely. But I was trying to figure out, so, so yes, adolescent us, uh, yeah, been all over this, but I was trying to figure out, it, it feels to me like... This is less for the blokes. Like, I guess the nudity is there for the blokes. But the way the story flowed, it it felt more like a story written sort of for for women. Yes. That makes sense. Like Like a a Jane Austen book or something. Yeah, like like some kind of erotic fantasy or something like that. You know, you've got Tara Fitzgerald there, like you say, playing Estella. For me, the, the movie's more about her kind of journey if you like and she's exposed like she's married to the vicar <laughs> you know, or the priest or whatever and then she's exposed to this world of uh, you know so-called debauchery but ultimately what is he doing like he's painting uh, these nude models and stuff but you can see that she's like being exposed to this and so she seems a bit repressed before and so it's a bit of a journey of discovery for her yeah um you know so it just made me wonder. I mean, I think this one is written by a, a man. So John Deegan, is that how you pronounce his name, maybe? But, yeah, it just made me think, like, what was what's the name? Is it Jackie Collins or something? Like, yes, Jackie the Collins. Stud. The stud. <laughs> <Something> yeah. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> that's that That's our Joe Collins at the stud. Is Jackie, it John Collins? <laughs> John Collins was it. Well, Jackie Collins did write a load of fucking erotic, um, you know, books and that. So, yeah, you... I agree, Dave. This is like a, a, a sort of it would be an absolute thing you'd watch on, say, one of these at Hallmark Channel late at night with the fucking Vaseline screen. Yeah. You know, look, you know, the Joan Collins, like, dynasty look thing. And, uh, you know, like, think of it, Lady Chatley's lover. You know, that sort of thing. Woman goes, yeah. you know, this, this, this fucking uh, totally uh, suppressed fucking wife of a priest, you know, and then all of a sudden she sees this fucking guy there and she just wants to nail him and, She's pretending she's not interested in the next minute. She fucking gets the rodering of her life and all that shit. It's the same old fucking trope. I suppose I'm <laughs> saying that, Dave, but, you know, I'm getting a bit of a semi on now thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I must admit, I was surprised when the old blind bloke started uh, tugging on his todger, like, yeah. after he'd been for a swim. And I'm like... It's very convenient. Like, sometimes he's got fucking daredevil level hearing and he can hear everything 
And other times, like, people are about 10 yards away talking and he can't fucking hear anything. He's just pulling on his todger. So it it, it was all a bit convenient about how good he could actually hear. And the fact is, walking around, you know, when you're blind, must be fucking hard work, mustn't it? You know, so navigating all that terrain. But, um, yeah, I (laughs) thought... Chris, the first bit of this was a real struggle because, like, like I say, that first act, you, you're trying to think, okay, what, what is the hook? What's going to get me into this? And, well, I guess the answer is boobs. But, um, you know, I'm looking for something from the story. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, this is, this is hard work. The next minute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You probably God, know where this is going. God, God. <laughs> the next minute, you get um, so giddy is getting all a bit giddy. They're all down by the the lake, the watering hole, whatever you call it. And then Sheila, you know, good, powerful Australian name there, um, says, "Oh, we should tickle you. I know where you'd like to be tickled." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Aye, aye. <laughs> like, I'm interested now. Where's this going to go? So, <laughs> fucking brilliant. It was very, very unexpected. And I was like, right, okay. I see why this one's a Patreon pick this week. <laughs> we need to have a word we fucking heard, though, Dave. I'm, he's a truck driver. Does he watch this regularly when he's stopping over? Or what? It's fucking... He's picked this one. He's, I love it. I love that he's picked Herb. You've done us a job here, mate. But I've got to say, so Giddy Dave is actually Portia de Rossi, and I should say Portia because one of my sisters is called Portia, correctly. But, yeah, she was married to Ellen DeGeneres for years. They're not together now. And she was in, like, I think she got discovered in Ali McBeal. She was like the blonde bomb. She used to watch Ali McBeal. So, yeah, this is one of her first movies, Dave. But, yeah, Sheila, Elle McPherson. That is a fucking classic. <laughs> fucking softcore fucking line. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm feeling a bit ill. Well, I have some medicine that might help you. I love it, Dave. I was like, oh, here we fucking go. And then I'm thinking, hang on, you're 44, not 15. You can fucking, you can get more intense fucking stuff online, allegedly, if you want to fucking pull one off. But, but yeah. And then you've got fucking Reverend Anthony there, Dave. He's, yeah. he's looking down. He's like, oh, what's going on here, young lady? So Dave, it is. This question's got to be asked there because Hugh Grant's gone from this to fucking four when he's in a funeral and that elevated his career. But this is just, it's just shit. It is a hallmark softcore load of nonsense. And I don't know, obviously I didn't watch it with Sam, but I don't know whether women would find this fucking, you know, self-discovery. I I, I don't know. I hope, fucking hell, this is so bad, isn't it? I always found... These sort of movies when, like, the woman was sort of a bit, sort of fucking, like I say, suppressed and, uh, I'm not going to say, but but the sort of, you know, they're the very inexperienced and then all of a sudden they're just raging nymphomaniacs. They were pretty much my fucking trope when I was a young teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously I had Helga, didn't I, where I, I wanted to be fucking yeah. absolutely taken apart by some fucking... Swedish fucking Dutch German fucking woman on holiday and she just fucking <laughs> showed me the time of my life. But yeah, this was just I've seen it so many times in fucking pornos that I'm just sort of like, well, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the turn, wasn't it? Because you you'd had a bit of nudity before that. You know, and, and yeah. you know, when when they're down by the watering hole, and you can see, uh, you know, uh, Estrella's very uncomfortable with it all. But like I say, it it did seem to go full on porno at that point, didn't it? Where it's like, like I can't even remember what the line is. It's like <laughs> I know where you'd like to be tickled. <laughs> like, come on, that's like what a bloke says, doesn't it, Dave? You know what I mean? Like, fucking carry on film or something. You know what I mean? It's just like fucking hell. You know, like. Oh, we're going to walk up them Twin Peaks there. Well, you've got a great set of peaks on you there, love. You know, that's what I fucking like. I was like, who's written this dialogue? You know, and, and I don't think, I think it's on the movies where, on the reviews, it's in between. So some really got it and some were like, this is just fucking softcore board, you know, basically. Yeah. But look, it gives me Elle McPherson's fucking breasticles, Dave, which are <laughs> unbelievable. I'm going to think about them for days. They're fucking magnificent. But... <laughs> 
we need to get off that because we're getting fucking cancelled, won't we? But there you go. We've been going for 15 minutes, which is much longer than if I'd have seen that scene back in the day. <laughs> and I've fucking probably gone and fucking... You know what you all have ended up with, Dave, when you're pulling one off and you, you go too long, and I've ended up with fucking burn marks on me fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Overuse. <laughs> Oh dear, let's get off this. <laughs> so, I mean, what, what do you reckon to Anthony's response there as well? Because he, he's sort of peeking across, and obviously his missus is there as well, Estella. Yeah. So, he, you know, again, he, he sort of, he's all very Hugh Grant, isn't he? Like, say, he's the exact same character in everything, all truly befuddled by it. And it, he just goes a bit weird, and then he starts telling a story about when he was at school. And, you know, I, I'm sure there was more to that story, by the way, but he talks about, you know, an initiation ceremony where, you know, the boys used to pull, you know, one of the trousers down or something and whip them with, with wet towels. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure that's where it stopped. Um, but what, what do you reckon to his response, seeing his wife like that? Um... Well, he'd, he'd give her the best 30 seconds of a live day with no response from her earlier on. We actually saw <laughs> yeah. a sex scene, didn't we? I was like, oh, that was, that uncomfortable, was awful. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that I was mean, awful. But brilliantly uncomfortable because, I mean, we'd seen two things. So when they got settled there, then you had, um, <laughs> you had this kind of thing where he's like, oh, would you like to? No, no. Okay, well, just wake me up if you change your mind. And gives her a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get this, like, utterly disinterested sex scene in the missionary position. And, and like, you know, she's clearly thinking about the blind bloke at the time. Or maybe maybe she's not. Maybe maybe that's the problem. Maybe she was. She'd get a bit more into it. But, yeah, you can see there's just no real passion in this relationship at all is it and i was thinking well even though you'd had the build up to this proper softcore red shoe diaries type thing with the tickling scene that it sort of stepped back from that because if it was one of those he'd probably the priest would like mosey on down there and he'd be like do you need a hand yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's she dreaming about that guy, the blind guy, giving it to her? Or was that actually, did she get up? I, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be a little bit uh, ambiguous. ambiguous yeah. when, I, when it first unfolded, I thought it was uh, a dream. Because let's face it, Chris, you don't just fucking wander into the pantry and get nailed by the fucking local no. handyman. No. Unless it is, like, say, one of these uh, Joan Collins or Jackie Collins erotic thriller kind of things. But if that hadn't happened, then he wouldn't be touching her up at the dinner table. Ah, yes. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So yeah, I think I, there was something definitely there. And then the girls had sort of tied, I, honestly, when the girls tied El Estrella up, I keep saying Estrella, it's, like it's the beer, <laughs> it's Estella. When the girls tied her up and like he just found her there, I thought that was going to get a bit uncomfortable. I did. I thought, here we go. I've seen this before. It's like, oh, another sacrifice. Fucking, yeah. Um <laughs> But I mean that that seemed to be it seemed to be a leap to go from that. You know, she's just tied up there to <laughs> right in the studio, let's just fucking have some. Like yeah. you know, it it was just it was just all a bit weird. It it just got again it, I just wondered if all of this was playing out in her mind because you had a little scene, didn't you, where they were in the church and then she was just completely naked all of a sudden. <laughs> and then she wasn't, but it was in her head. And so she, even when she's clothed, she's like trying to cover herself and that. Yeah. You know, it, it, this is just turned into the Chris Phelps confessional day, but I remember there was a, a movie I used to watch, right? And it was a couple are there going, it's like this really absolutely stunning blonde girl in a red dress, and she's in this mansion with this guy, her husband. But the husband's about late 50s, and they go to look at buying a house, this fucking mansion, 
and the guy who, who's buying the house off, he's like fucking obviously some fucking, you know, absolute dirt diggler guy. He looks fucking like, you know, he's been an eating, eating basically weights at the gym. He's like absolutely ripped up. And she's there doing that sort of thing when he's in the table and he's grabbing her and that. But what I found uncomfortable, uh, sorry, let me tell you something about this movie. Anyway, the fucking guy's <laughs> looking at buying the house and she sat there with him, but she's there with her foot under the table, obviously fucking, you know, touching his fucking knob and stuff. Mm. So he's looking. So he says to the husband, do you want to go upstairs and have a look around the house? Next minute, he's nailing the wife. And I was just to think, how has he not heard this? <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking about it too much, Dave. But you know what I found uncomfortable about that scene when he's touching up? It's the kids under the table. I was yeah. like, I, I thought I was really bad that. I thought I was a really, really bad taste because the two girls are under the table laughing as he's like, luckily he didn't go as, I was thinking, oh my God, it's not going to go as far as fucking. As I that. thought I was that really as well, yeah, yeah. That's a bad scene in the movie for me. That's really bad. And, and the thing is as well, like, if you're at dinner there, I know it was all fairly close quarters and everything, there's no fucking way you don't know the kids are there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You know, the kids are not quiet. And and so, no. yeah, I just thought that was that was all a bit odd, really. Um, especially him with his fucking super hearing. You know, he'd surely be able to hear the kids because they were laughing and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, and yeah. Was... Actually, even, even when they were... Uh, when they were getting a lift to the place, to the to the mansion and whatever, yeah, like they they were getting a bit fucking handsy, weren't they? The the yeah. local fucking bogans they, who who were giving them a lift there. I was like, this is fucking wrong. You can't just fuck. They, they were literally like intentionally touching her and stuff, and it's like fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It it was weird. It was weird, Dave, because I thought the same. Because they were playing it out like they were going to attack her or they were going to. Have a bit yeah. with her while her husband's outside. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The, the kids' bit, especially, I was so uncomfortable with that. I was just like, no, that's, it's a no from me. But yeah, as the movie goes, so we're getting towards the end of the movie. The movie, you know, it, she has these like come to Jesus moments. She wants to discover uh, herself, and you know, like when the, I found it really cutting the way they just sort of leave them. So when Sam Neill's character. He's not really in it a lot, to be honest. He, he draws a picture of her with the mm. boobs out. And, and Tony, uh, Anthony, Tony, what do you call it? Anthony, you know, gets annoyed, done in storms off. But she's like, oh, it's a good likeness, that. Yeah, sort yeah. of calms down. But they sort of, says he's going to sue him, but they sort of just leave, don't they, on the train? Like, there's no so, real so payoff. Right. So let's, let's rewind the VHS back a little bit, Chris. <laughs> What about when she's had a bit with the blind bloke, gets touched up by, uh, the, at the dinner table by him and thinks, oh, I need to put an end to this. You know, and, and, and actually, I, th- I thought it was quite an, an interesting little speech, you know, with Anthony and, and Estella because she's saying she needs to talk to him about something. And he was obviously, when he'd seen the whole kind of tickling scene, he obviously kind of wanted to talk about that. So I'm not sure if he thinks it's that or, you know, there was no no way. Again, no one at that dinner table couldn't see what was going on Yeah, when he was touching her up. So I don't know if he knew about that as well, but I thought it was interesting him saying, well, you know, we don't have to know everything and she's saying well you know does that mean we should have secrets and it's like well that way we can keep surprising each other i thought that was a really interesting sort of take on life in general like you know should you keep everything like uh exposed you know if you if you married someone or should you keep that five percent away i'm not sure <laughs> not sure how we'd take it if he actually knew um <laughs> So, but again, it's almost like his coping strategy, isn't it? You know, I'm yeah. not saying an Anglican priest will have his own secrets as well, but um, <laughs> but anyway, what where I was going to get to? What did you think, Chris, about the fact that she she thinks she needs to probably put an end to it with this guy? Like I say, she's had a way with him, so she decides to pimp out Giddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Out to get fucking molested by him. She puts a perfume on him. She has a hair pulled up, so it's like hers. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> that seemed to me because I don't know what age she was supposed to be there, but that felt really fucking wrong to me. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it, 
she got her all uh, dressed up, didn't she, and everything. Yeah. Like, on, on your way. There you go. He'll forget about me now. It was, yeah, very strange, Dave. Very fucking strange. And but, I think... But, like, I mean... <laughs> I just befuddled myself by this. But it's not that she'll forget about... He won't forget about Estella, because he thinks he's nailing Estella. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he thinks he's getting a bit more. So I, I just I just didn't get that whole strategy or, or if we're all supposed to be okay with it. I, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't make... That's what I said. He very abruptly ends, doesn't it? It's a 90-minute special, really. And that whole bit, and then they end up on the train, it's like there's no payoff. I thought Elmer McPherson was going to have a mm. bit of Hugh Grant. I thought, oh, they must be having a bit, you know, and it's all set up sort of thing. But no, it just sort of... And that bit on the train, Dave, they're sat in a cabin, aren't they, with six people, five of yeah. them are asleep. Uh, sorry, these six people, including them two, so four of them are asleep. You've got a young lad who I think at the start, he looked like the same lad who was eyeing her up on the boat as they were coming over, and she turned up back to him. He's in black and white at the start. But then there's the old woman, there's a block, and she starts doing the old, you know, that's why it reminded me of that fucking softcore one he used to enjoy, Dave, where she starts <laughs> rubbing Hugh Grant's fucking cock with a sock. But the woman starts looking and I'm thinking, are they going to have sex in front of everyone here? What's going on? Is she that? And then she starts dreaming about all the girls as it goes off. So it's so fucking strange for me. It, it really? was a yeah. It, it was an abrupt ending, like you say, without any particular drama, without any kind of real payoff. But I, I guess you know, she's had. This is why I think the story is more about Estella than anyone else. She's come into this. She, she's the one who's had the growth, isn't she? Or maybe yeah. not the one who had the growth, Chris, but um, (laughs) (laughs) all repressed and everything. And then she's been exposed to this world, but, and and she's found out things about herself, you know, and she's had a bit with the blind guy, but ultimately she's going to go back with Anthony and and with the priest and whatever, but she's grown as a person and she's going to introduce, she's going to be a little bit less repressed and like a little bit more fun. Now, again, it was a bit, uncomfortable i think i mean the guy's a priest come on you know he's he's got appearances to uphold and stuff and everyone seemed to be awake you know it was one of those where everyone seemed to just be pretending to be asleep and she's there playing footsie with him (laughs) but you know he seems to think it's really funny he's got the giggles you know and so for me it's sort of it, it it should have ended there, to be honest. And I'm saying that as a middle-aged bloke, it should have ended there. Because, Chris, the ending scene, this siren scene, if you like. Yes. Where, you know, I mean, it looked bloody dangerous. I, I get really bad vertigo, me. So I hate even seeing anyone else on high heights. You know, never mind just being on them myself. But when they're all stood there in the buff... <laughs> and waving to the helicopter as it kind of flies over. Or, or they're almost beckoning like sirens, aren't they? Chris Fadis in that when I was a bit younger. <laughs> that bit of the tape would have been worn out. <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been black and white. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I'm with you. There's plenty of bits in this, Dave. I was like, yep, that's my favourite bit. Like, I remember Basic Instinct. <laughs> Basic instinct. There's two scenes in that that fuck me. I absolutely and sliver as well. Fucking nailed them fucking bits in the scene. Fucking, oh, I had a big thing for Sharon Stone. Fucking oh, yeah. she's lovely, wasn't she? Oh, tremendous. But but yeah, really, really strange ending. And what a what a weird film. You know, like what? I just don't think there's any payoff. Like. Well, you know what? I love one of the reviews, Dave, and I've got to read this out. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, it says, right, this is brilliant. Now, this was by Hal Hinton of the Washington Post. He's, he says, he, basically, his review wasn't very positive, right? <laughs> he said, that he, he called the ideas presented by the film, warmed over D.H. Lawrence in the film, a peculiar, not entirely undesirable sort of arse, art house hybrid. This is the best bit. Like a marriage between a masterpiece theatre and Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's exactly what I would say as well, Dave. So, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Just, I just, it's another one of the movies. Like, how has this even been made? But here we are. 
Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, like you say, seen plenty of other movies that are similar to this, but not with such well-renowned names or famous names. So I, 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 plenty of movies like this do get made, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with not much of a plot. Um, but yeah, it just very, very different one for us, isn't it? Yeah, it is, to be fair. So Dave, shall we get into our scores? Let's go. So massive thank you, Herb, for picking this one, mate. Oh, my God. This has just brought back so many <laughs> memories. You know what I mean? Maybe not American Pie levels, but we've had a good laugh today, Dave. I've really enjoyed this. It's good fun. But but I do think it's fucking rubbish. It's absolutely <laughs> garbage movie. This, there's no way I would even watch this fucking effort at all. It's absolutely shit. But... El McPherson, fuck me. And you mentioned before about the supermodels, Dave. I had Cindy Crawford, I mentioned it before, Cindy Crawford posts on my wall about a free foot. Oh, me too. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> love Cindy Crawford. She was the best. There was Eva Longoria as well, the old push-up wonder bra, Dave. Uh, how, we, oh, I think we of course, yeah. Them, Iconic. All yeah, all of them together. But no, it's just terrible. However, just for the VHS <laughs> Boob Awards, Dave, it's getting a markup. So I'm sending it to Elm Street. It's not going to the fucking bottom. It's... T- Fantastic fucking, there's some fantastic scenery in this, shall we say, Dave. So, yeah, great pick, Herb. What about yourself, Dave? <laughs> so, if this was back in 94, I think this would have a higher rating. Uh, but I do think there's about 10 to 15 minutes, which which would be watched over and over, and then fast-forwarding and rewinding in between. I, I can't say I enjoyed this. I, I found it a real, real slog. You know, especially like the first act, it's all very slow, very ponderous. And like you say, it's ultimately about the church. Don't like this nudie painting. <laughs> it's just not not a story for me. But I can kind of see why maybe other people would like it. I can certainly see why you know, adolescent boys would like it. But um, yeah, I found it a real struggle. And then <laughs> the the same music score seem to go throughout that kind of upbeat uh, little uh, score that they had. It, it just, they kept replaying it over and over again. It was almost like King of the Kickboxers 2 in that respect. Didn't think you got that reference, did you? No. Uh, so, <laughs> but it was, it was the same little musical tones all the way through. And um, so, yeah, I think it's an Elm Street for me as well. I mean, you can't. You can't put it to uh, never be seen again, can you, with some of the highlights in this? But, yeah, very, very (laughs) different movie for us. And I can't honestly say I'll ever be watching this one again. And I I will say, though, Tara Fitzgerald, she she was another one. I I quite liked her, me. So Mm. I I saw her. She was in the – I don't know if you ever saw Wake in the Dead. It was like a a forensic series on – I can't remember if it was the BBC or ITV – but she was in that, and I, that was the first thing I'd seen her in. I, I quite had a thing for her, but then she was a bit of a psycho mum in uh, Game of Thrones. So that put me off a bit more. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I'm glad we've watched this. I'm glad that it's one that finally ticked off my list, which I'd kind of forgotten about, to be honest, that, that I even ever wanted to watch this for all the wrong reasons. But, um, yeah, glad I'm glad I've finally seen it, to be honest, Chris. No, no, it's good. It's been a good fun as well. So, Dave, it's my pick. Now, before we came on air, I said to you, I have been sat here for 20 minutes, and I've finally, you know, I said a few episodes ago, I've got organised. I'm going to make sure that, you know, the films I want to watch are on this list because I just wing it most of the time. And obviously, Deadly Ransom was an (laughs) off-the-cuff pick last time. And I know that, you know, if I pick something terrible or I pick something, I regret it. Like you said, if I stitch myself up, I'm like, oh, God, I've got a month to correct it. So this time, <laughs> I'm going to actually go back. I said to you I had it in, in the bag, and even as we're recording, I've changed my mind again. But I'm going to pick the movie that I was going to have after Rocky Five, And it's a classic movie from the year I was born, Dave. So are you ready for this, my friend? 
So 1842 was that? I didn't know <laughs> Well, that. it was after you were born. Don't you worry. It was 1978. It's a classic. And I'm going to go and watch this as soon as we finish recording because I've watched it hundreds of times. This is in one of my, in my top list, Dave. And I think the second one is even, even well, I like the second one even better. But Can anyway. I have a guess? No, Dave, because I want to play this trailer because this trailer is probably the most bizarre trailer we've ever played on the VHS day. All right, okay. That's the I, reason I, I want to pick know, it. You know what think, it is. You're going to pick it as well, I think. So go on then. Let's play the trailer. Oh, raining again. You want to do something this evening? Of course. Not, well, not this evening. It's raining now. I want to get out now. How about taking in a new movie? Okay. What'd you have in mind? Hey, babe, what do you think of Clint Eastwood? Oh, I think of him a lot. <laughs> this squirrel's ripping off peanuts, ain't you, squirrel? <laughs> Can you imagine Clint Eastwood punching out a wise guy or laying out a bunch of guys who get out of line? Well, of course I can. Can you picture him falling hard for a sweet young thing who's got her eye on him? Oh, sure, that's easy. How about him fighting for money? Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Can you see him allowing a woman to beat up on him? Oh, now you're putting me on. In my thoughts, you're always with me. Well, what do you think of Clint Eastwood confiding his deepest, darkest secrets to an orangutan? It comes to sharing my feelings with a woman. My stomach just turns to royal gelatin. Well, what do you think now? Now you're really kidding me. It's no joke. It's Eastwood like you've never seen him before. In a new film called Every Which Way But Lose You Turn Me Every Which Way But Lose Inside the fire's burning me In my mind you just keep turning me There can't be too many guys driving around this valley with an ape Every Which Way But Lose Baby, there's no excuse Hey, you like to fight? Oh, I used to. Better than anything. Well, almost. Inside the fire's burning me. In my mind, you just keep turning me. Stop that, you baboon. No respect, no privacy. Every which way you look. Every which way you look, there's action, adventure, and fun. Clint Eastwood will turn you. Every which way you There yeah, you go. That was, that was going to be my guess. Yeah, I had to pick it. You know what, though, Dave? I know Sandra Locke winds the fuck out of me on these. She winds me up so much because she's so shit in this movie. And obviously, Clint did a few movies with it. He does one in Las Vegas where he's like a, I think he's like a bounty hunter after this. And he did, mm. but like Burt, Burt Reynolds did with Sally Field. He went out for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood was obsessed with it. She just passed away. Actually, but oh, yeah, dear. yeah, the last year or so, but she winds the hell out of me in these two movies. She's terrible. But anyway, love this as a kid. It's one of the ones me, me old man got us into, Dave, and I've watched it so many times. But I do, Chris felt special, like Beverly Hills Cop. Love Beverly Hills, but it's the second one I love more. So the second one, every, uh, any which way you can, I love. But that is reviewed terribly, but I do like that more. Oh, really? So, yeah, the second one's reviewed so poorly. It's unbelievable. This is in about... 50 to 60 percent you know range whereas the second one's like 20 percent or something i don't know why because great movies for me well at some point we'll have to tackle that one as well and find out why but yeah i i remember this one as well it, it reminds me of being around my nans like you know i i remember every which way but loose every which way you can things like convoy you know yeah. it, it, it reminds me more of being at my nan's and my uncle's watching it and stuff but yeah i used to love this one as well so, but i haven't watched it for years i probably haven't watched it since the early 80s so i'm going to be interested how it how it does hold up and you're right about the trailer that was fucking weird it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like oh, ghostface hey, doesn't what it? about that <laughs> does he, he sounds like he's gonna go Hello, Sydney. You know, like all of a sudden, <laughs> it's fucking weird as fuck, that. Okay. Anyway, uh, Dave, nice one for this, but I'm going to go and watch this straight away. Massive thanks to Herb and everyone, as always, guys, for uh, all your support. Everything is so good, and what a great pick this week. I've had such a good laugh, Mike. I'm going to listen back to this and be like, oh, my God, my toes are curling. But, you know, 
we're always honest. We always lay it on the line. And it was probably every fucking young teenage kid's wet dream this movement hour at about this time. But uh, if you want to email us, guys, and nobody's emailed us this week about surf lessons, karate lessons, or any any of that this week, you know, music videos, it's uh, vhsstrikesback at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at vhsstrikesback. If you want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash the vhsstrikesback. So today's roll call of honor is... Dylan, Stephen, Trent, Dan, Justin, Susan, Timothy, Alec, Paul, Matt, Heath, Kent, Lucky Luna Green, Herb, Jax, Math, Blake, John Hammond, and Mr. Tony Farina. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. We really, really appreciate it. And what a great way for us to end this, Dave. And I'm really looking forward to what the fuck you're going to take us out with off this piece of shit today, my friend. Well, I was scouring through it, like you say. The the, I, I think this is a deliberate pick, isn't it, to to stir up some of those adolescent feelings. And again, I've speculated: is this more written for, from the woman's perspective? Is it more a story that women might enjoy more than us? Fifteen-year-old me, definitely not. But you know, maybe maybe a bit older. But I was just looking through some of the quotes, and some of the dialogue is straight out of late-night Channel Five stuff. Because we have a line here by Sheila. I've kind of alluded to this scene earlier, and it just says, "So this is Sheila to Giddy, so El McPherson to Portia. What's her face? Yeah. And it says, "One day we're going to tickle you. I'm going to keep tickling you all over." <laughs> <laughs> now, if that doesn't stir up some late Friday night feelings, I don't know what will. Now, Chris, thank you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone out there for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, maybe you're stupid. You're crazy, man. You're breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you in six hours.